today we are chatting with brand designer Elise Brown, also known as London Elise. She studied fashion merchandising and management at Chicago's International Academy of Design and Technology with dreams of one day having her own fashion line. At the Academy, she made the decision to study abroad in London, where she attended the American Intercontinental University. It was here she understood the complicated process from designer to consumer and anticipated some of the obstacles that would exist ahead. In 2015, she began the development of her fashion line. After a few years in the industry, Elise noticed and experienced certain barriers as a result of racial, status, and gender gaps in the apparel production industry. Elise balanced traveling between Chicago and Los Angeles to work with development partners while managing multi-million dollar high-rise apartments for six years. In 2015, she decided it was time for her to follow her dreams. Elise now owns and operates a Leo clothing company full-time in downtown Los Angeles. Let's hear her style story. Thank you for taking time to talk with me today. I appreciate it so much. I know you're super busy and congrats again on Miss Tina wearing your outfit. Oh, yes. Thank you. That was such a big deal today. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. So how are you guys celebrating? Girl, I haven't thought about celebrating yet. <laughs> I have to still make her one, so I don't have time to celebrate yet. She just was wearing the sample. That's still so dope, though. That's so awesome. Okay, so it sounds like you're super busy, so I'm just going to jump into a few questions for you. For real. Okay, so um, why don't you just start off by telling um, us just a little bit about you, how you got started, what you're doing now, and what you're anticipating for the future. Well, we went to college together, so that was, I guess, like my very, very start. And realizing that I had a passion, a passion for fashion was probably in high school. And then figuring out what it is that I actually wanted to do in the industry. I did so many things before I actually figured out that designing would be the one that I would go after. But I, I mean, I did fashion show production. I was a buyer for a short time. I was in retail, of course. <laughs> and um, <laughs> weren't we all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I actually went into real estate and then I just still had this inkling that I needed to do something in the fashion industry. And then I just quit real estate altogether and went full time with my dream. And that was last year. So 2019, January, I moved here to LA to start that dream. Wow. Wow. Now you're originally from Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how has your city helped shape your career or just you in general? Oh my God. It's the biggest part of who I am. <laughs> I think that I'm where I'm at because I'm from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's certain things that we go through when you're from Detroit. I think it prepares you for literally almost everything. I always say it probably prepared me for everything except earthquakes in LA. <laughs> but yeah. Detroit is like a tough concrete jungle, you know? So I think when you come from that type of background and you're able to come out of that, and I lived in Chicago for 10 years, I went through so many obstacles in my adulthood that prepared me to be in LA today. I don't feel like I would have thrived as much as I am if I would have come like in my early 20s in LA. Mm-hmm. I would have been like trying to party and... You know, <laughs> You know, see Hollywood. That's what you yeah. Um, but I kind of already done that before I made the decision to come out here, and I'm glad I did it in the order that I did it. I'm glad you did it too. Moving to LA is huge. So, like, what originally inspired you to make that relocation? I always wanted to live in LA. It was like between LA and Chicago for college, and my mom was just like, "Nope, LA's too far." 
you're going to be in Chicago. We can drive down the freeway. You know, it's like four hour drive from Detroit to Chicago. So yeah. I've always wanted to be in LA. I always felt like I should have been in LA, but it was always certain things that kind of came up that kind of detoured me. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the first time that I truly felt like I had nothing to lose. And I just wanted to I love that. I love that. So I want to talk about your career as a designer a little bit. So like, what's your process when it comes to designing pieces? What would you say is your ideal client? What does, you know, she, he look like? My ideal client would have a clear vision of what they want for themselves first. I think a lot of people come to a designer and they think that hiring the designer comes with their creative and the actual work, but it really doesn't. It's actually a two-part thing. The development of the design is totally different from, you know, actually starting to create the design. So I think just somebody having a clear idea of what they want to do, why they're doing it, just somebody that's really determined to get it done because it is a long process and it does require a lot of upfront money that you don't really know if you're going to make on the back end unless you believe in what you're doing, you know? So unless you have... (laughs) Unless you're sitting on money and you can just, you know, dish it out or you're sitting on your dream, that's really the only thing that keep you motivated, determined, keep going. A person that pays their bills on time, for sure, invoices. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's another thing. People don't realize how much costs go into it and then you tell them up front and then it's like when they get in the thick of it, it's like, whoa, this is a lot of money and yeah, I'll do it. And that's when you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out your bottom line. But just somebody with a clear objective, somebody that's determined to get it done, somebody that's patient with the process and somebody's going to pay their bills on time. It's not been <laughs> I love that. (laughs) So is there anything that you wish you knew before making this decision? Like, okay, I'm going to go full throttle with this fashion design thing. Is there anything you wish you had been warned about? I think I was warned about it all. I I think I was. Yeah, I think I was blessed to have mentors along the way. I was working with a person that actually does exactly what I'm doing now. Like she was my developer. She really kind of warned me about certain things or told me about her experiences. And I'm always a person of wisdom. I try to listen to people that have been where I've been or where I'm going. And she was one of those people that have been where I've been mm-hmm. and was further ahead than, than I was. And so I just took heed to a lot of advice that people gave me along the way in the industry. but. Is certain things that you just aren't prepared for. I worked in a factory and I was the only Black American in the factory. I was only American. Oh, well, there was one Mexican American. (laughs) (laughs) Different experience. Yeah, totally different. That's nothing anybody can prepare you for. I'm not bilingual, but I do know a little Spanish. And so I was able to kind of talk through with my coworkers and I use different apps and stuff to translate different things. And so I was able to get through it, but it was just parts of it that you really have to be in the thick of it to learn it. So that's what I'm trying to do now is just educate people. That's good. That's actually a good segue for my next question. You may have a different answer for this one. So I'll just go ahead and ask as a black woman in the fashion industry, what obstacles have you been faced with and how have you overcome them? You get stereotyped. People think that you don't know what you're talking about until you do. I think that this is one of those things like a lot of people think they can fake it until they make it. And it's really not that you really have to know what's going on because people can tell when you don't know what's going on. (laughs) My obstacles probably were racial, for sure. Mm-hmm. Age driven too at times with me. Yeah. I, look <laughs> I look young without this makeup. I look super young. I always get like 23 and I'm, I just turned 30. You're giving me the baby Ashanti. <laughs> I've been in that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashanti's gorgeous. I love, so. 
She's gorgeous. But yeah, I, I don't really want to dive into stories too deep, but just know that it came with a price being the only Black American in the background. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. So let's talk about childhood and just style a little bit. Have you always been into fashion? Because I know you talked about high school a little bit. When you look back at your first grade picture or pictures hanging out with your siblings or cousins, have you always been the style star? I think I've always had different style. Yeah. I think I love my style. I just feel like I always <laughs> wanted to look different from everybody else. I always made an effort to look different. You know, even my brother, when you see us, we're two peas in a pod. We just stand out because we, I, I had a rule for myself that I wouldn't shop and buy anything unless it felt like a one of a kind piece. So I was very cheap with like shopping. I wouldn't buy anything unless it was one of a kind and I knew I couldn't find it and it was rare. So that's how I like to shop and that's how I like to design. I like to design just pieces that are like just something in the closet that's like, wow. my. Passion, I guess, really came in in high school. I was in fashion club at Cast Tech High School, number one, second to none in Detroit. That's like <laughs> our slogan. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I was in fashion club and I was one of the presidents at the time. And it, it was just showing me an end to how fun it was. And it really did help shape what I wanted to do college-wise because I ended up going to school for fashion. But yeah, I think I just always liked to dress different and I was always kind of into styling things a different way. I just never wanted to look like everybody else. When we had school uniforms, I would transform my uniforms. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Same>. uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of portrayals on like in the media on like tv shows and things you have like the ugly betties and things like that that kind of portray the fashion industry like do you feel like those are an accurate portrayal of what it's like when you're actually in it or do you think it's a little different it's totally different <laughs> <laughs> how so how so it is not glamorous or pretty at all like i got pretty for y'all <laughs> <laughs> On my normal day, I'm, you know, I'm running around. I do wear my jumpsuits a lot because they're comfortable, but I'm running around and it's really here when you're in the midst of all the vendors, a majority of the vendors are either Asian or Mexican, you're going to be basically in downtown LA. Mm. So it's not clean. It's not pretty. It's not glamorous. Yeah, it's kind of low-key disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's a huge homeless population. It's really not pretty. Yeah. But I've built relationships over the years with these vendors and I can rely on them. So I use them when I can and whatever I can't find, I go down to the district and I get. It's really, I'm on the apparel manufacturing side. So I'm not on the, like the way Project One Way portrays it is like, oh, you're just in this design studio. Yeah, that's me. That's me at my design studio. That's what we do. That's more like, you know, Project Runway. But for our mainstream clients and the type of volume that they have to crank out, we're dealing with big time, you know, suppliers. We're dealing with distributors from international supports. So it's like totally different and it's not glamorous at all. Yeah. 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 That's so the glamorous part may be the sample development process because you're picking out your trends, you're picking out your fabrics, you know. You're coming up with the design, you're doing all your sketches and everything. So that part is cool. But once it gets into the actual technical side of getting that order out on a mass production scale, it's, it's like working in a factory. It's, it's manufacturing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No one ever talks about that. You just see the girls who have the fashion brands 
on Instagram and you see them standing in their cute little, you know, skyrise apartment with all the boxes and it's that fake hard. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. But like my makeup is done and my wig is laid, you know, no one ever talks about like being in the warehouse and what happens if something goes wrong or, you know, yeah. have you ever had an instance where it's just, Oh my God. I had that went wrong and it was crazy. It, it was like, Honestly, I, I won't name the company because it was probably a legal matter, but it was dye from the dye house to the street. So imagine pulling up <laughs> and all the dye that's supposed to be on your clothes is out in the street. Wow. Yeah. That I've had I've had crazy things happen in production. Wow. But that's just one of them. <laughs> crazy. So yeah. what advice do you have for the little black girl that's growing up in Detroit right now who's like sees you and she's like, I want to do what she is doing. I know she says it's hard. I know she said the guys in the street and people are going to be stereotyping me as a black woman, but I want to fight for it anyway. Like what advice do you have for that girl? I would tell her to keep going, to keep going, keep pushing, keep fighting. I think the biggest thing that helped me grow as quickly as I grew within, this is going on two years, not even two years that I've lived in LA and I have, this is my second studio that I've moved into um, since I've been out here. And I think the biggest thing that I had to remember was my why, why I was doing it, why I wanted to make this such a big deal. Like, why did I feel this in my spirit? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, what is your why? Because I feel like sometimes people are just like, well, I want to do it because I've always liked it. Or I want to do it because it's cool. Like, how yeah. do you get to the core of why you're yeah. why? Because, no, why I do because it looks good on Instagram isn't going to motivate you when you have die in the street. <laughs> Seriously, Instagram can't motivate you through any of this. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I, I just feel like in me with my why, my why is I've always felt like Detroit was full of so many creatives and talented people. And I feel like the key to having a successful apparel factory in Detroit, where it's in an isolated area, it's not near all the vendors, is to have some type of sister parenting kind of partnership with a manufacturing system that's right next to the vendor. So my goal is to create this brand here in LA that then can create a sister brand that I can move to Detroit and we can be creating apparel with the designers there. We can be teaching classes in fashion. We can be the girls there is so many girls in Detroit that reach out to me and they are asking for sewing lessons. It's, it's barely places over there that they can go and just learn how to sew. So I want to create those types of facilities where it's really just one big fashion house. It's education, it's manufacturing, it's design and development, and it's mentorship, you know? So I think that that's my why. I love <laughs> and I feel that. Like a lot of women have shown me that I inspire them in that way and they push me. And when I constantly get that feedback from women, I just remember that. And I'm like, they want to know, They're, they need the information. Nobody's going to hand this over. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person that's actually gone through it and seen it in day in and day out. And if I can help the next person, why not? That's what we're here for. I love it. Pay it forward. I love that so much. That is awesome. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So I'm just like really just about that. So that's spiritual, but I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> no, that's great. Like I love that. That's what this I want this platform to be about because I feel like people have one impression of what they think the fashion industry is. You look at these people and you see them on Instagram or you follow them or wherever, and you, you think it's one thing because people people put out what they want to make it look a certain way and create their own narrative. But I'm like, let's be real and raw and talk about like what this really is. 
So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, is there anything else that you think we should know that you want um, to well, I do have a, a Leo Academy coming up and I'm going to be launching that in the next few weeks. And that's basically our mentorship course Academy. And it's going to be four courses starting out. We're going to launch four and then we're going to launch the next four. So it'll be eight courses total Ooh. on how to be a startup fashion designer. Anybody listening that is interested in taking your design career to the next level, that's the place to start. You'll have templates, vendor lists, educational materials, definitions finance terms, spreadsheets, and so much. That's amazing. Finance terms are huge because I feel like with the increase of all of these online boutiques, a lot of people have just like just started buying things wholesale and they don't really yeah. know what they're doing. And then they either end up with all this inventory or they're trying to drop ship from these people and they've never really done samples. And so yeah. like, I think this is just so great because I know people have the desire, but they just don't have that, that know-how. And I, a lot of things you just learn on the job but you can just acquire as much information. I mean, definitions, spreadsheets, templates, like, come on, that's amazing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nobody gave me these things. I had to make them. That's why, you know, we put a yeah. nice But I, honestly, our program is way more affordable than what's out there is I wanted it to be. I felt like COVID, people can make things happen if they want to see their dreams come true. But I also feel like, you know, I want to give it to people at, a rate that's affordable so that people can get out here and thrive, like especially our people. Yeah, yeah. So last question before we hop off, like what's been the highlight of your career so far? Like let's end this on a happy note. Oh my God, I had a highlight today. I have highlights every day, girl. It's <laughs> well, that's amazing. Yeah, I can't complain. Like I've been so blessed. I just had Miss Tina wearing my designs today. You know, if you guys don't know who Miss Tina is, that is Beyonce's. Beyonce's mom wearing your clothes. Yeah, I'm in the hive. It's a beautiful thing. I'm I love in the hive too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I got to contribute to the Ivy Park and Adidas uh, collection last year. So that was huge highlight. Going to BT Awards for the first time. Meeting Courtney, the owner of Main Choice. Um, oh it. my God. Oh, big highlights over the last two years. That's so dope. I'm happy for you. And I just pray that God continues to bless you and bless your business because clearly you're not just doing this for yourself. Your why is just so beautiful. So um, I'll have it in the show notes where people can keep up with you or they can sign up for your academy. And thank you so much for chatting with me today oh, and sharing your story during this session. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad we got to catch up. I gotta catch up. We haven't uh, talked in forever, but you definitely my short list of people that I wanted to be on the show for the first season. I was like, she is doing it. Let me just reach out. I was like, I hope she's not too big to talk to me, but never, girl, <laughs> never. My shot. never, never. She just shot. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl, I will talk Thank to you, you. Soon, you know when everything is uploaded. So you have okay. a good rest of the day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.